Welcome, everybody, to Season 4 of Keep Questioning. We hope to challenge ourselves and all of you to further growth and positivity in 2023. We encourage you to look at life from a new angle, ask questions, seek personal growth, and prove you can think. Learn more about this podcast and our books at novatropis.com. Okay, Carolyn, here we go. Yep, here we go. Season four <laughs> of Keep Questioning. What do you think about that? Yeah, finally, right? It's only April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, season four. We mm. took quite a bit of time off <laughs> skiing. We had some interesting things happen also. Believe it or not, I got COVID again. So we yeah. had a few situations going on. But I really got to thank God that uh, some of the interesting things that have happened this past winter God has taken us through, and it was a really good winter, wasn't it, Carolyn? It was. It went quick, too. So, to say it again, this is season four, and this is episode one. So, the title is Handling Tragedy and Your GPS for Life. Yep, that's what we're going to talk about. I think that's, um, Ted did a sermon on it, and we're going to expand upon that. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) So... What are some things that you're going to talk about? Well, today I'm going to be talking about how you generally handle or bounce back from a difficult situation. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a full-blown tragedy. It doesn't have to be uh, a life or death tragedy, but it could be. You know, we have difficult things that could just be an uncomfortableness in your life. Or it could also be how you relate to focusing on life in general. You know, how do you handle getting from point A to point B especially if you see it as a difficult thing. And I guess you're going to be my news anchor. I am. I'm going to kind of work like a news anchor, do some interviewing of you. And um, I don't know if I can do that nasally voice. The nasally voice. I could try. If you'd like me to try, I could try (laughs) and see how does that sound. (laughs) No. (laughs) The news anchor voice, the female news anchor. Okay. So, you know, um, I guess... Sometimes people wonder, well, why are you talking about the uh, uh, tragedy or difficulties? Uh, Why not somebody else? You know, I think that everybody has something to share from their own experiences. And quite frankly, I would be willing to listen to almost anybody who cared about me and who had something good and honest to offer. Uh, We do have something good and honest to offer, don't we, Carolyn? Yeah, definitely. And we care about our listeners And we hope that this can be a help to people. Now, slightly off to the side, different subject. You probably heard a second ago one of our, there again, Bella (laughs) shaking. Uh, Like we usually do, we have two little critters here by our sides, and Bella's attitude isn't always conducive for podcasts, but we're (laughs) going to do this anyway. (laughs) Not always. So we're going to try sometimes. We're going to see how this works. Difficulty happens, right, Carolyn? Unfortunately, yes, it does. (laughs) And everybody knows that you will probably experience a little bit more difficulty, it seems, than you will experience the great things in life. And life sometimes almost appears like a roller coaster up and down. Sometimes you have really good moments. Sometimes you have difficulties. Uh, It happens to everybody. Sometimes you can control it. Sometimes those difficulties are what we call self-inflicted or unforced errors, like they say in tennis. And other times they happen to us, and we can't control them. Uh, So either way, what we have found when we've talked about this and prayed about this and 
gone through many, many, many hours and years of thinking about this and studying, we found that it's kind of similar. No matter how the difficulty came into your life, there are some similarities in how you handle it. Wouldn't you say that, Carolyn? Yeah, I think so. And I think you're going to share some of those. Yes. And I'd like everybody to look at this in a positive direction. So we're not looking at this as difficulties where we're going to focus on just the difficulty by itself. Sometimes it's important to think about the difficulty, but the key is you want to get out of the difficulty. So think of it like a car stuck in the mud. You want to get out of the mud. You want to grow. You want to move forward. So that's our objective. That's our focus today on fo focusing on moving forward from the difficulty, not only analyzing the difficulty for where it is. Try to find some game plan for getting us out. We do have choices. You know, I, I see the world like this, and I think you do, Carolyn. The world is choices, right? Yeah. Your life is choices. Yeah, it's always. Life is choices. <laughs> that doesn't mean that the difficulty you're in was your choice. It might not be. But from that point on, there are choices. You have to make them. Are they always easy? I Well, I think there's some that are easy, some that are never easy, no matter how much you pray and think about it. But sometimes those yeah. choices that are difficult are sometimes the most rewarding, aren't they? The most rewarding and possibly the one that you're going to get the most out of. I guess that means the same thing. Even if your choices <laughs> yeah. or your decisions seem like a negative at the time, they could lead to something wonderful in the future. And might take a while. Might take a while, but... yes. Sometimes our choices can lead to building walls around our lives, like a prison. And sometimes our choices can lead to almost opening doors. So... Uh, that's our direction today. That's what so we're So what at. are, I know that you alluded to some situations and difficulties. Mm -hmm. I know we're not giving exact details or whatever, but is there something that you'd like to share to kind of talk about? Yeah, we could share a few things here. And I know that you've had tragedy in your life and difficulties and big decisions. Likewise, I have. But I, before I say a couple things, we're not using these to suggest to anybody that our problems are so great that we know everything about solving problems. That's not what we're suggesting. But I know that I've had difficulties in the past in my life that were self-inflicted at times of my life that I wasn't too well behaved when I was younger. And I've talked about that a lot. And I yeah, had, it was a while ago, though. Yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> and uh, because of those things, I had to learn how to rebuild my life. And we wrote a book on that. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. called Rules That Work and learning how to rebuild your life. And God did a great work in me. And I know that also I've had things happen to me that completely altered my life a couple decades ago, uh, a situation that was very difficult. And I did go through a very, very long time being single before you and I met and married. Uh, and it was difficult. And I know that during that time, even, there were difficult things. And I've experienced things that were tragedies at work. And I've also seen some friends that have died, as other people have. And we've had things happen to us. Not suggesting that our problems are any worse than anybody. But we've had to learn through those things. So what I am doing here is I'm looking, reflecting, Carolyn. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think 
that we're using this as to say our problems are worse than your problems. No. It's actually the opposite to kind of say we're we all go through things we and we go want to things. offer you ways to help. Help to get the tires that are in the mud to get them out of the mud. And we've reflected on these things and we've gone through years of thinking about them and I've studied a number of things in this. And what I tried to do is reduce it down to, to three or four things that would be good to remember. It's easy to do nothing though. It, it is. It, it's easy to just stay where you are. Sometimes we can even know where we want to get to. And this is something that happened to me at times of my life. And I do remember one time my mother saying to me when she was alive, a long time ago, Ted, do you want to get better? Because there were some severe tragedies that I was bearing at the time. And I had to make some decisions. It's easy to stay where you are. But sometimes it's very difficult to go from point A to point B. So I came up with three things that I think would work good for today. Number one, I think everybody has to make a decision as to who they are. Who are you and what is absolute in your life? You have to make that decision right up front. Second, you have to become deliberate in what you do in your life. And number three, what I put here is make a decision that thankfulness is going to be the basic theme in everything you do. That's the three. I know there are more. I know that there are books in other places that have more. But for this purposes, for the purpose of this podcast, I wanted to reduce it to three things to catch all. That three-point sermon, right? Three-point sermon. <laughs> very similar to what I spoke at church yep. just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, it, but I also want to say this other thing before we get going on these three points. Not every injury or tragedy even needs to be completely healed, and not all of them will. There are some wounds that will not, but maybe it's better that not all wounds heal. I think that there are a lot of things that never, they heal, but I, I don't know. There's some kind of analogy where it's it's like there's an injury or a wound, but there's still a scab there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it never happened, that it completely goes away, but that it just kind of like scabs over. Yep. And you still know it's there. You still remember it, but it doesn't, it doesn't affect you as much as it doesn't affect you anymore, but it can make you better. Yeah. It can help you. Mm -hmm. So it looks like we're up to point number one. Point number one. You want to talk more about that? Okay. Point number one in our three-point sermon. I had to decide who I was, and I had to make some decisions as to what was the foundation, what was absolute, who am I rock bottom where the rubber meets the road. First of all, I couldn't deny that God exists. That's very essential. Everything starts from there. Knowing that God exists in your life gives you a direction, and it also keeps you from turning. Because if you know God exists, then you know that inside you can't live as if God doesn't exist. So that was my first thing. It gave me a foundation, and I had to decide what my foundations were. So uh, that moved me from a foundation upward. That was very strong, very, very important for me to absolutely know that for sure, so I could fall back onto that. It gave me a purpose. Knowing what was absolute, who I was absolutely, I'm Ted Katranis, knowing who I was, who I was in God, that I was important to God, that I was special, that he loved me, and that he has a purpose in my life, 
That was very important. And I know that some people who read the Bible can look at things from Genesis, Proverbs, Psalms 19. You can look at Psalm 103. And uh, if you're a Bible person, if you're not, and you don't want to look at the Bible, just think of how uh, the purpose of your life is going to direct you on. And I know that God has a purpose for my life, and I know that I am loved by him and that he sees me. I have been loved, I am loved, and I will be loved. And also, it tells me something else. I'm unique. I'm not just like anybody else. I am a unique person, and my thoughts are very, very unique. Carolyn, God is an artist. You, you like art. You mm -hmm. like music, and mm -hmm. you love photography. Yep. So if you think of God as an artist, and we are his creation, think of it, we put pictures on the wall that you took because your photography is wonderful, and it's special to see your pictures. We are God's artwork. Think about that. That's pretty special, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And his handiwork shows what he likes. Just pause and think about that for a minute. That nature is in you, it's in me, and I needed to let that rise. It's why we love the many facets of nature that we see all around us. So that was the first thing that I had to decide right there, who I was, that I was special. I couldn't deny God the artist. He made me. So your second point seems to be about being deliberate. So I, th I think you should explain that a little bit more because I think this is a pretty big point of your life in general and of, for this podcast. Yes. So go forth. <laughs> <laughs> go forth, Ted, and talk about being deliberate. And I don't necessarily want to say that I believe everybody should try to be extremely structured, but st a little bit of structure does help. And think of it like a GPS. A GPS in your car gives you direction where to go. I also like maps a lot. Carolyn, you know that. Yep. And you look at the map, like maps. you know where to go. You can look at a compass. It shows you where to go. But that is a direction, and you have to take that deliberate step. If you just try to willy-nilly go through the day and do whatever you want, I guarantee you good things aren't going to happen. It's just like a person who is retired. If you retire and you don't have a plan for your life, and a basic purpose and a structure, what do you think would happen to that person during the day, Carolyn? Well, I think you're going to end up probably wasting more time oh, than you realize, and yes. then before you know it, you didn't get anything done. Yes, and idleness is the devil's workshop. So I had to be very deliberate. I wanted to live passionately, I wanted to explore, and I wanted to act and do things. Deliberate living means you are going to act, even when you don't feel like it. And I guarantee you, that you won't feel like it. You will have an excuse for everything under the sun. There will be a million reasons and a million excuses. Right now, I've got a bad knee injury. I'm yeah. also, uh, I've also been struggling with a few other things, an, an elbow injury, and some of the things I love in life I can't do. Well, if I don't move my leg and keep going, is my knee injury going to get better? No, it's just going to get worse. Just going to get worse. And my goal is that come... This August and September, where are we going to be? Well, we're not going to be here. We're going to be in Colorado. <laughs> yes, and we're going to hike those mountains, so we're doing That's deliberate things. One of the things that I talk about frequently is to lift your head. How many degrees, Carolyn? Fifteen degrees. Fifteen degrees, literally. I'm not talking figuratively. When you walk around, just look up. Breathe. 
and just think. I am serious about that. Do that frequently throughout the day. A guy named Solomon, we all know Solomon. You know Solomon, right, Carolyn? I know Solomon. He lived a very, district, a very deliberate life during at least the first part of his life. And if you remember, there was a woman named the Queen of Sheba that came to visit him. And because of his deliberate life, he was very much focused and did a very good job as a king. She said that when she saw his life, it took her breath away. Wow. It's pretty good. <laughs> growth and change are deliberate. Right? Yeah, good for him. Glo growth and change are deliberate actions. Uh, you can't wait for the right time in the right place. Is the right time in the right place? Does it usually happen? I used to think so, but I, I have discovered that it doesn't. Doesn't usually happen. Not, not normally. It's a myth. You have to make things happen. You make the time and place. And I guarantee you, you're going to have a million objections and reasons not to. Everybody has skills. You have skills, right, Carolyn? Yeah, I have some skills. You have some art skills. You have some hobby skills. You have work skills. But what would happen in your life if you decided to, let's take singing. You're wonderful at singing, and you, you didn't do your singing. How would that help you, or where would that lead you psychologically? Yeah, it would, it would affect me because it's part of who I am as a person. Yes, you have to do those, those things, those life skills. So you have to dig up those things that you have buried in your life and deliberately use them. You may have run away. You may have run away. There's a world of confusion. And you may have run away from your skills, and you may have run toward the confusion of all things. But go back to those skills and do them, and do them with passion. Another thing there's about deliberate living is structure your days a little bit. When you get up, just don't go willy-nilly like I said. Get up and do willy -nilly something. Willy-nilly into the night. Willy-nilly into the <laughs> night. Let's have a structure in your life. Get up, do some type of fitness in the morning. I don't care how many excuses you have, just do it. Have a devotion. Spend some time with God, spend some time thinking, spend some time collecting your thoughts every day. If you have to get up earlier, do it. Learn how to lead yourself. Learn how to coach yourself and say to yourself, if I was coaching that person, what would I say to them? Picture that. Because coaches are really good at leading people. And that's probably going to be some good advice what a coach would say to you. Be deliberate about your Bible time. Be deliberate about the time you spend in everything. Budget everything. Budget your money. Sit down and do a budget. Be deliberate about growing. Be deliberate about what you want to improve on. Be deliberate about the places you want to go. Be deliberate about the things you want to improve in your life. Do those things. Practice, practice, practice. Are you saying fake it till you make it, or is uh, that like a little different? A little Sounds different. similar, but <laughs> a, little a little different. different? A little different. Uh, what I really mean is like a wrestling practice. I was a wrestler, and sometimes practice is a little bit boring, but you do those things. You get going with them, and you will improve. And as you improve in certain skills, it will dovetail into other skills. Practice grows life, and it will grow even more passion by being deliberate. The world is starving for good leaders, and each of us is starving for good leadership, and perhaps the best place to start is with ourselves. Be our own leader, be deliberate in what you do, have a GPS, and move forward with it. So I think we are at point number three, 
And this is about thankfulness yeah. as your basic theme. And if you if you if you think that deliberate living is a main focus, then this thankfulness is even more so. Yes. So I think you should. Very important. You want to talk about that a little bit? Very important. As a matter of fact, as a very side thing, when I don't know what to say to you, or if there is confusion, <laughs> what is one of the things that I often say to you? You will say, I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful to be with you. And I you. heard about that at church the other week, and I thought, hmm. Yes. I I understand what he's saying. Yes, I'm very thankful. You probably wanted to say it to me earlier tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm very thankful. Very thankful <laughs> for everything in my life. And I literally do mean every single thing, every rock, every stick, everything that you see. They don't have to be there. The weather doesn't have to be there. Instead of complaining your life awake for complaining about all the bad weather, start thanking every morning. There's always something good. And I'm not trying to talk about, you know, being a total positivity type person, but there's a power in your life by being thankful. There's so much in the Bible that is talking about thankfulness. Psalm 100 is a wonderful picture of thankfulness. And throughout the Bible, thankfulness is basically like a power that when we start to say thankful, don't we almost feel, Carolyn, like we have a new power for living? Yeah, it changes your perspective on things. Oh, my goodness, And it yes. does. It kind of just alters everything. It does. It turns things into good, and it moves us forward. It's like the athlete that you see walking around with their eyeballs wide open. We don't know anybody like that. We don't know anybody like Not that. Not even like right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it reminds us, when we are thankful, it reminds us of so much. You don't have to be alive. You are. Be thankful for that. The person sitting next to you, if there is somebody next to you, like Carolyn sitting next to me, she doesn't have to love me, but she does. So I'm thankful for that in every single thing. Every, everything that happens in your life is a wonderful thing. It's a thankfulness. It's another reason to say thank you. Every place that you are, give thanks. Don't Not just one or two times a day. It's not just at Thanksgiving. And I believe Thanksgiving is important because it forces us to be thankful. But Thank, be thankful throughout the day. And when you don't know what to say, you can always say, I'm thankful or thank you. Grab your little thing. Thank the bus driver when you're on a bus. Thank the Uber driver. Thank the custodian. Thank the secretaries and the administrative assistants. I Everybody. noticed that you looked at me when you did that. <laughs> you work in administration. <laughs> You're not they, an administrative assistant, but you work in an administrative type job. So they be they thankful. do deserve that also mm -hmm. because there there all there isn't always a whole lot of thankfulness in any of those jobs. No, thank the service people, thank the police, thank the firefighters, thank everybody that you see out there. I mean, the first thought for us is often to complain, but oh my goodness, none of that has to happen. There could be nothing. Thankfulness is a gateway. It's like a gateway drug. You know, isn't it, Carol? <laughs> yeah. It's like a gateway drug. It's a gateway to better things in life. So I believe in being thankful. Okay. I gave three things. So what should we now do? Now we, we need a conclusion. Now if your speech teachers will, will be so happy if you yes. do that. <laughs> we had an introduction. We had our three points. And we'll review those three points in a bit for everybody. I have two analogies for everybody. First, I want you to think of a triangle. At the top of the triangle is your passions or your drive. At one of the bottom 
points would be your fears or habits. And then one of the other bottom points of the triangle is your skills and abilities. Now you have those things, your drive, your fears, and your skills. Which of those is going to win out? When you're going through a tragedy, it's very possible that your fears and your bad habits are going to want to surface and they're going to want to win out. You're going to want to go home and do nothing but just sit and look at the social media or gamble on, on the internet or something else that's not going to help your life. But they can't, your fears can't. If you have good habits, they can help you. But let your skills rise. Develop them. Let your drive and your passions rise because you know who you are and now you can move forward and not let your fears control you. I like that. You should write that. Mm -hmm. Do you have, a, do you ever have that written down? Sorry, I can't talk tonight. Not, not entirely. <laughs> I think not, you should write that down yeah. and actually um, visualize it. Okay. Okay. Um, I also have another analogy that I'd like to talk about. Okay. Um, it's... It's an analogy for steps for moving forward, and you must do all of these steps. All of these steps. Yes. Okay, looks like you have four steps there. There's four steps. Say you're in a room, and you need to open the door. So there's a room. You're in a room. And you're dark, stuck in the room, and the room. room represents your problems. Your problems, your life, your decision, whatever okay. you're at at that and point. And there's a door in the room. And there's a door in the room. Okay. So you have to open the door. Okay, if you don't open it. Then if you don't open it, then nothing happens. Nothing happens. Got to open it. You have to first open the door. And then your next step would be to look at the light. Once oh. you open the door, there's going to be a little bit of light that comes through. You, you need to then look at the light. Don't just close the door. Don't just close it right away. Keep it open and then look at the light. All right. So once you become accustomed to that, <laughs> <laughs> then you have to open the door far enough to walk through the door. Because the next step is that you want to walk through the door. Okay, so you have to open it wide enough that you actually mm -hmm. can move. Don't just open it just so you can peek. Open it up wide enough so you can do something. Yep. Now you want to open it far enough that you're able to walk through that door. And then your last step is then you want to walk through the door. So you don't just want to open it up. You actually want to take the step and walk yeah, through Yeah, because even if you just open it, it still doesn't mean anything. You're still stuck in the room. Yeah. The room might be brighter, hmm. but you still can't. You can't move forward until you actually walk through. That's a good analogy because a lot yeah. of times we see the possibilities of moving forward like a door, but we don't do anything about it. We have excuses, like I talked about. Or we open a door, but then we are too scared to move through. So you're saying mm -hmm. we actually have to open that door, look at the light, and then go. And probably at first it, it seems scary, I would imagine. Yeah, I I've done a lot of things in my life that have... Follow that similar pattern, I guess. But once you start stepping. And once you start stepping, it becomes easier and easier to step into the things that make you fearful. You have to force yourself. But you have to force yourself. Force. It doesn't come easy. No. But force yourself to step. Okay, reviewing. We had a pretty good introduction talking about tragedy, and we went through three basic ideas. Uh, and uh, before I give you the basic ideas. This, there's no guarantee that everything is going to be perfect and right. That's not the way life is. You're never going to feel comfortable all the time, but that's what life is. We take steps, we move forward, we grow, because that's also what life is, taking steps and growing. But we learned about making decisions and being deliberate and finding out what is absolute. And that way, we have a foundation in our life. And I know that I'm a child of God, and I will move from that point. 
We talked about being deliberate and structured in our living so that we would uh, move, not just wasting our time, but we would actually set up a method of living or structure if we needed, or schedule if we need a schedule, but something to move us. So we have decisions on out of who we are, we have deliberate living, and then we decide that every day we would live thankful. Thankful. We would have thankfulness. And I would recommend that for everybody. Strongly? Strongly oh, recommend. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a phrase that I say, unfortunately, too often. I strongly recommend it. <laughs> and one more thing that I strongly recommend that you remember. <laughs> God gives us a reset button. That's it's, a good thing. God gives us a reset I need button. that. Sometimes I feel like I need that every hour on the hour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so that's what this is all about. And we care about everybody. And Well... Live thankful, and what do you think, Carolyn? Uh, we gave everybody something good, and until next time, what do you say? I think we should keep on questioning. Keep questioning. <laughs> <laughs> not four months next. Not four months next time, right? Not four months. <laughs> <laughs>